Naturalized. This is the beautiful game described by two ugly gentlemen. Glory to Columbus. Who are probably sitting at a soccer bar near you. McBride's in the box. A hard cross. McBride scores. It's 3-0 United States. Welcome to Bone and Beam United. What is up? Happy Soccer Podcast Day. I am Beam. No bone today. He is sleeping in. Bowen had a little too much turkey yesterday. All right. He did his 5K in his morning. Doing fantastic. Burning the calories off. And he was sleeping in on a Black Friday. By the way, Bowen Beam United brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. Anything unrelated to what we're about to talk about today, T-Bone and I will randomly be down at Zaftig this afternoon. All right. I don't know what in the world is going on today. It's Friday. It's November 25th. It's Black Friday. Good little sports day for you. So there's going to be some things on the TV a little bit later today. We're going to be enjoying a USA IPA around 2 o'clock today. If that put one and one together, and hopefully you can make two out of that. Hopefully everybody had a fantastic Thanksgiving. I know that I did. Bone did a fantastic job on Wednesday's pod. Sorry we weren't available for you. Uh, last night on Thursday, everybody was enjoying their Thanksgiving holiday uh, as well. So it's about 5 o'clock in the morning and recording this podcast. want to get it out there for everybody to listen to as they make their way back or make their way, way to uh, a location as well today on Black Friday. So today we're going to get into yesterday's action in the World Cup. So it was the last day of the first round First round of group games in the World Cup, which got to say, I think they should just make gigantic international tournaments every single Thanksgiving. I had so much fun yesterday waking up around 5 a.m. and watching all the games, uh, getting every, I mean, they were on all day. It was great. You had NFL going on too, if you were into that sort of thing. Uh, So I think we should opine to whoever the powers it may be and get some games on Thanksgiving every single year because that was awesome. I mean, what you had the 5 a.m. game, the 8 a.m. game, 11 and 2 o'clock as well. So it was very, very cool. Uh, by the way, today we are going to give you a little update on everybody standing in the World Cup so far because, again, we are through the first match day of the group phase. So we'll get through that and then we'll obviously let you know uh, what happened a little bit earlier in the day. All right. So as we get into yesterday's World Cup action, Your 5 a.m. game, you had Switzerland and Cameroon. Got to say, I slept in yesterday, so I didn't catch a whole lot of this game, if we're being 100% honest. Just looking at the stat sheet here. Brielle and Bowles scoring in the 48th minute uh, as well. Looking at this tussle, 51% possession from Switzerland, 49% uh, from Cameroon. Looked to be a good game on paper. Again, I went through, watched some highlights of this, and uh, I wasn't wasn't waking up at 5 a.m. I got to get up at 3.45 or 4 a.m. every day. I wasn't going to get up. I was going to sleep in on my day off. So you have Switzerland, uh, of course, taking on Cameroon yesterday. That was a one nil victory. That was in group G yesterday. Fast forward you to group H. This was the eight o'clock game. This is when I really started to get my belly up to the table. And then I was watching here from, from here on out for, uh, the rest of the day you had Uruguay and South Korea, and there were supposed to be some fireworks in this game, obviously, right? You think about Sonny. He obviously plays for South Korea. And then everybody that plays for Uruguay on the attacking front, uh, you Facundo Palistri, you got Luis Suarez out there, Darwin Nunez. You're like, all right, Federico Valverde, who is a tremendous player. And then young men's son, you're like, sure, there should be some goals in this game. I want to say, so this game ended up drawing nil-nil. I want to say this is the only game in World Cup history. And if I'm wrong, please yell at Bone and not me, because he would be the one to tell you this. I'm pretty sure this is the only game in World Cup history 
where there were not a single shot registered on target in 90 minutes by either team. So this, I mean, it was a decent game yesterday, uh, but at the same time, not really the fireworks that you were hoping uh, that would be on display. You look at the possessions, uh, which is what I really like to look at uh, when kind of breaking down a game here. 56% for Uruguay, 44% for South Korea. I mean, we get these, right? We get these in these big knockout tournaments. You have two teams that don't want to shoot themselves in the foot. Obviously, there's a lot happening, uh, of course. You don't want to shoot yourselves in the foot. You don't want to blow yourselves up before really the tournament begins. So you see a lot of tepid play, and I think we luckily haven't seen a ton of that in the group stage so far. And now as you kind of get into match day two and obviously match day three that's going to be on the horizon, uh, you would expect that to kind of go away with teams knowing ultimately now what goal they need, and then that'll lead to games being more open and more, you know, broken open plays, and uh, hopefully some some more goals here. But um, yeah, I watched this game yesterday. And I'm thinking to myself, like, boy, if either team gets a good opportunity, uh, but credit to their defense, man, because tell you what, both teams playing solid, and both teams not eliminating themselves, uh, of course, as we got into it. All right, the 11 o'clock game yesterday you had Portugal and Ghana, and <laughs> I'll be 100% honest with you. Ever since the whole Ronaldo stuff came out at Manchester United, I'm very anti-Cristiano Ronaldo, right? Ever since he did the interview with Pierce Morgan, ever since he came out and said, I don't respect the club, I don't respect the manager, basically get me the hell out of here. I'm off the Ronaldo train. I just, I'm, I'm done with it, whatever. He's a free agent. You can sign him to another team if you'd please. Uh, and so turn this game on. Obviously, he tries to draw a penalty earlier on in the game. Refs have a no business of it. Like, all right, perfect, that's fine. Uh, no big deal. And then the first goal of the game, of course, of course, he goes down, he gets tackled, and I'm using air quotes right now. He gets tackled in the box, and of course he's going to take the penalty, right? I mean, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo. Penaldo, as some people like to call him. And so I'm sitting there. My wife is <coughs> my wife is making some sort of, I don't know if she was making stuffing or whatever yesterday. And I'm like, Meredith, watch, you know, look at this. Obviously, you know. Cristiano Ronaldo about to take a penalty. She goes, you think he's going to make it? I'm like, yeah, thousand percent. He's going to make it. Of course he is. So it was a decent game. And then the penalty happened and then it turned into just a, a drunken disaster yesterday, basically. So this game ended at three, two uh, in favor of Portugal. You know, it's really crazy to me. And we can talk about Cristiano Ronaldo after we get through the world cup and obviously what it means for his club. So Cristiano Ronaldo gets subbed out in this game. And I'm like, all right, you know, no big deal. He probably can't play 90 minutes. No big deal. Shouldn't be anything to worry about there. So Ronaldo gets subbed out, and all of a sudden, Portugal just looked like a wrecking ball team. And so it goes back to the whole thing. Like, if you're the Portuguese manager, you're going to start Cristiano Ronaldo. You have to, basically, at this point, or else he's going to throw a fit and walk away. He's not going to do that because it's the World Cup, and he obviously wants to win. They looked so much better without Cristiano Ronaldo on the field. And this isn't just a Ronaldo bashing segment. They really did. Uh, so Ronaldo, ultimately, he gets the penalty. He gets a man of the match for some reason, which I really didn't understand. I thought Bruno deserved that. Um, and so it was just a wild, wild game. And Ghana, give them credit. I mean, they were lively, right? They score, and you're like, all right, no big deal. Portugal should be able to see this through. But at the same time, man, one little misstep and that could have spelled the end. Uh, that could have spelled the end for for Portugal here, and they could have ended up drawing. And they didn't do that. Uh, but Ronaldo gets subbed off, 
and all of a sudden they look like a better team. And that was late in the game too. I don't know if they're playing 45, 50 minutes without them, how exactly they would look. Uh, but yeah, it was just a, um, a pretty awesome game for your little matinee. And then you had Brazil. Uh, Brazil was in action yesterday in Group G against Serbia. Serbia, very, very good team. Brazil was just passing the ball all around the field, right? Getting penetration, but they couldn't really do anything uh, with that possession. Now, here's a little interesting fact about this game. If you didn't watch, uh, Neymar went down with a pretty gnarly ankle injury, and there's some videos coming out with him after the game walking around the stadium, and he looked to be in a pretty bad spot. Bench was going nuts when uh, he went down, so they showed him walking off the field, and his ankle was kind of the size of a softball. So that's put a pin in your cap on that one. Uh, could be interesting to see. I know the Brazilian manager came out and said, he's Neymar, he's going to play in the World Cup, we're not worried about his ankle. It's like, all right, man, he wasn't walking fantastically. He was in a walking boot leaving the stadium as well. So uh, he goes out of the game, and then, was that, 79th minute or something like that? They were already up 2-0 at that point. They kind of looked to be better without Neymar now. I'm not saying that's not a hot take or anything like that. That was just my observation. I know Serbia were pressing uh, at that point to try and get back into the game. But how about any Spurs fans out there your boy Richarlison just out there eating dubs. 62nd minute goal. He scores. All right, perfect. Brazil finally make the breakthrough. Is this game going to open up a little bit more? And then he scores goal of the tournament so far, right? I think it was Vinny on the left side, supplies him with a pass. Richarlison pops the ball up to himself and then just throws a sideways bike right over the defender's shoulder, right over the keeper into the net. It was one of those plays too. You get these, uh, and I saw some things on Twitter yesterday. It's like, nobody's cheering for Serbia, or nobody's cheering for Brazil, right? How can you like Brazil? I'm like, I always have a soft spot in my heart for the Brazilian teams. I mean, going back and looking at some of their rosters, and again, like, I haven't been a fan of soccer my entire life. Uh, I would say, obviously, all of my adult life, uh, and then later on in my high school years, it started kind of when I started to get into it, but you look at their teams that they had, man, they were just so stacked and you know, the Samba mentality. And I saw them walking into the stadium yesterday. They're banging the drums and doing the Brazilian thing. Like there's such a soft spot in my heart for Brazil, just the way that they play. Cause I don't care if they're losing, you know, one, nothing or seven to one against Germany eight years ago, however long it's been like the, the flair mentality that they have, there's such a soft spot there. So they end up getting things done two nil. Richarlison looks to be a monster. And it was uh, a pretty solid game, but put a pin in the cap because Neymar did go down in this game. So we'll see kind of as we get into now uh, the second round of games, what that means for everybody else out there. All right. So games today, World Cup games coming up today. I'm going to give you the full schedule here in a second. Uh, so yesterday, again, your final Switzerland, one nil over Cameroon, Uruguay, nil nil, South Korea, nil nil. Uh, Portugal three, Ghana two, which was, I thought the best game yesterday was awesome. Goals affair, 65th minute you get going. And then all of a sudden it's just nutty town, you know, for the last 30 minutes or so Brazil two, Serbia nil. So those are yesterday's matches, matchups, your standings for those groups as well. Uh, the final two groups of the group stage, Brazil, three points, Switzerland, three points, Cameroon, none, Serbia, none as well. And then group H, Portugal, three, South Korea, Uruguay, share a point with one apiece and then Ghana nil, nil. All right. We're going to take a break. When we get back, preview what's coming up today, preview what's coming up this weekend, and give you a full rundown of everything so far through one match day in the World Cup group stage. This is Bone and Beam United, brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village.
Dream United. Brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. All right, so Bash Day 1 officially over now in the World Cup. Quick rundown, and then we'll go over the schedule for this upcoming weekend and matches you're going to want to keep an eye on. So you have Group A. That's the Netherlands, Ecuador, Senegal, and Qatar. All right, so Netherlands and Ecuador tied in that group on three goals or three points apiece. Senegal and Qatar with no points. Group B, I think we're all aware as to what is happening in that game. By the way, Wales and Iran is on right now. It's 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, and that game is tied nil-nil. little live update for you, even though you're going to be listening to this well after that game is over. England on three points. Wales on one point. USA on one point. Iran on no points. They got hammered in their first game against England. Saudi Arabia uh, tops, tops Group C, which I didn't think in my lifetime, I would be saying they have three points, Poland and Mexico with one point a pop, and then Argentina, those lowly bottom feeder Argentines at zero points, and I wouldn't want to play Argentina in their next match. Have a feeling that uh, Mexico, that that game's coming up tomorrow. I have a feeling that might be a little sideways because Argentina need port points and they need to do it. But again, Argentina not going to have an easy time scoring past Ochoa because that dude is a madman when any time the World Cup rolls around. Group D, one match played, three points. You have France and then Tunisia and Denmark tying in their first game. They're on one point apiece. Australia with nil. Group E, my God, I didn't have a chance to talk about this game. I know that Bone did. Uh, Spain with a 7-0 victory over Costa Rica. They're on three points. What a match day that was. Uh, Japan with three points as well. A comeback win over Germany. And then Germany and Costa Rica with zero points in Group E. Group F, Belgium getting three points from the Canadians, which uh, that was a pretty wild game. Seemed like Canada dominated that game. And unfortunately for them, they couldn't get anything out of it as Belgium tops that group. 1-0 Croatia, Morocco drawing uh, earlier on. Nil-nil as well. That's a one-and-one-point situation. Canada bringing up the bottom there uh, with zero points. Brazil and Switzerland, like I mentioned in Group G, they're on three points. Cameroon and Serbia with no points. And then Group H, Portugal, three points. South Korea, Uruguay splitting a point. And then Ghana with nil. So your match is coming up today. Uh, I think we all know what's on tap today. Uh, you have Qatar and Senegal at 8 o'clock. Netherlands and Ecuador, which will be interesting to watch in Group A. Both of those teams with three points. Winner gets them through uh, to the knockout rounds officially. So will they be playing for a draw? What's going to happen in that one? Both teams winning their first match day. So that one should be a pretty good one at 11 o'clock. And then 2 o'clock today, of course, uh, Group B, you have the United States, you have England, and the U.S., if they are managed to get anything out of it, I'd be thrilled. I mean, you don't want to go into the last match day. Now, pending what happens in this Wales-Iran game that is going on right now at 5 a.m., um, you're kind of going to know what you need to do. Now, the problem with the U.S. is that if you start to press, we know that England can just have a day on you. So uh, I'd be thrilled with a point as we get on to here. And again, we're going to need to watch what happens in this Wales-Iran game uh, to fully understand what goes on. But 2 o'clock today, England and USA. By the way, completely unrelated to anything that we have been saying here on this podcast, T-Bone and I are just going to get together as friends, and you are all invited uh, down at Zaftig Italian Village today. We're going to be there through this afternoon. So they have TVs. They got stuff on. I'm not sure. We might be getting in the holiday sp- spirit singing Christmas carols. Uh, I'm not really sure. So, again, 2 o'clock today, uh, we're going to be down there. 
probably be down there a little bit earlier as well. I think I'm going to get down there like 11. I really want to watch that Netherlands and Ecuador game. So I'm just going to spend my whole day uh, down there, and they've been nice enough to just hollow out their back their back room for me uh, and let me sleep there during the lunch. By the way, the weekend, weekend games and our podcast schedule, we're going to be at Zafting today. I told you that. I'm not sure if we're going to record a podcast tonight or if we're going to be recording a podcast tomorrow. My guess is that tomorrow morning we will have your day's action today uh, up and running. I'm not exactly sure if it's a good idea for me to be on a microphone after going to Zaftig again. Just 100% honest with you and bone as well. So I would imagine tomorrow morning we're going to have a new podcast for you with everything uh, that is going on today. But your weekend action, Tunisia and Australia going at tomorrow at 5 a.m. You have Poland and Saudi Arabia at 8 a.m. France and Denmark should be a really good one. That's a quite the palate cleanser. Uh, right before Ohio State, Michigan, if you're into that. And then Argentina and Mexico, 2 o'clock tomorrow, right in the thralls uh, of the game. Then on Sunday, Japan and Costa Rica, Belgium and Morocco, Croatia and Canada should be a good one as well. And then Spain and Germany. Germans need three points in that one, and Spain don't look like giving uh, three points up very, very easily at all right now. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We will be back probably tomorrow on Saturday. Probably not tonight. I think it's in our best interest not to do a podcast after hanging out at Zaftig. Anyways, uh, hopefully everybody just comes down. Friends being friends. Two o'clock today should be uh, a fantastic little day that we're going to have here in Columbus. By the way, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you all so much for listening uh, and making what we do pretty awesome. Bone and I started this podcast four and a half years ago, and I can't believe we're still doing it. And here we are breaking down World Cup games and get to hang out at Zaftig. So we hope to see you out there. Hopefully everybody had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Be safe here uh, on Black Friday and through the weekend. And until next time, until tomorrow, this is Bone and Beam United. Have a good one.